After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is like it's like our last big. Well, I guess it would be an Eichel trade one, but. Mm-hmm. It's one of our last big guys, last big know. big podcasts until the the training Good. camp opens. Fun, God, the dead space. I hate the dead space. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. The dead space is upon us. About a week away to get this bad boy going here. Mm-hmm. In three, two, and. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Expected Buffalo, the podcast. I'm Chad Didiminis, as he's Anthony Chandra. And I think this kind of worked out nicely for us, if I'm being honest. You know, not, I feel like we kind of missed that post draft buzz, mm. but I feel like waiting out a few days here kind of added some more things into the mix, the intrigue. Uh, I honestly didn't think when we said let's schedule this Tuesday that, you know, it's actually the day before free agency that never really clicked in my head, but. Sure, we'll just pass it off as we definitely plan to do it that way. We definitely plan to record the day before free agency because that was mm-hmm. our plan all along. Mm-hmm. So where Indeed. where do we want to begin? Because really, there's so much. There's I I, I think honestly, like this yeah. is maybe like the most content we've had to cover in a podcast in a long time. It, it is for sure. So a lot happened. So here's here's where I think we should start because I said for the podcast that I, I think we need to have a, a come to Jesus moment with mm-hmm. the Jack Eichel situation again. Okay. I think we need a refresher here. Um, hopefully we're in the waning days of this whole situation, but from interactions on Twitter, earlier this night before we started recording this podcast, I just feel like we need to, we need to get a few things out here. Okay. Mm-hmm. To, to reestablish the line between reality and fiction, I guess you could say. Okay. Talk so, to him. Talk to him. <laughs> Let's 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 reestablish what the main objective of the Jack Eichel trade is. And you can tell me if I'm wrong here, but if you disagree with this. Trading Jack Eichel? Yeah, what the main objective in a return is. Oh, I thought you said the main objective of a Jack Eichel trade, and I said trading Jack Eichel. Well, I think I nailed it. I mean, okay, fine. Did I not like nail that. it? I mean, you did, technically. That's right. <laughs> but the main objective in the return, is that better? Is that more specified? Is to get a the best young center prospect that you can in return. Mm-hmm. And then I think everything beyond that, I don't want to say it doesn't mean anything, but I think is just stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think we need to come to reality on a few things. We, we've already come to the reality that Byfield's not happening with the Kings. I think the Kings in general are not happening. I think the next thing that we all need to sit and hold our hands on and come to reality with is the Anaheim Ducks are not giving you Trevor Zegers mm-hmm. under any circumstance. Okay. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. So we're going to take Zegers and we're going to go over here. We're going to put him in the Quinton Byfield bucket of not happening. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then that means in reality, the teams we have remaining, because let's say the Rangers, I don't think the Rangers are really involved in this thing and people can tell you as much as they want that they are. They're really not. 
But Adrian Dater says they really want to do it. I, I imagine they really do. And they really want to do it by giving I also the, really want something cool for no return at all, just for free. I want a, a brand new car for $3. That's basically what the Rangers are doing. Like for a handful of nickels. Like yeah. <laughs> They're walking to the other ship, putting down a roll of pennies and being like, let me get that car right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. But I think the teams that realistically in this still and Minnesota, Anaheim to an extent, I guess I'll say Vegas, although I, I think maybe if Dan O thing is true, it mm-hmm. takes him out of it. Yeah. Uh, in terms of cap space. And then I guess Calgary still kind of kicking around. Friedman keeps mentioning him, them. So whatever, mm-hmm. we'll include them. Okay. So if you're sitting here and you look at those teams, okay. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, Anaheim, Calgary. Did I forget one. Kind of Vegas. Vegas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Anaheim is not giving you Zegers. So we'll put them to the side. But if you look at the top prospects in the remaining teams, it's Connor Zari, Peyton Krebs, and Marco Rossi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your objective would be either to get Marco Rossi or Peyton Krebs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think they're on the same level of an A-tier prospect, slightly below Trevor Zegers. So those are the two best possible returns you can get. There are those two players out there. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes to after you can secure that, yeah, I guess that it comes down between Minnesota and Vegas. If we're going to narrow down to those two for the sake of this argument, who gives you the best stuff beyond that? But I think it's important that let's say if Minnesota goes, okay, we're not going to give you Rossi. We'll give you Boldy. We'll give you Boldy Addison, a first round pick. And I don't know, give me somebody Jordan Greenway. But if, but if this Vegas thing is true, of Krebs, Hag, Riley Smith in a first round pick. I do that one. I'm taking that one because I'm getting yeah. the better prospect. This is this yeah. is basically what we're boiling it down to. This is again becoming a quantity over a quality over quantity discussion. Right. Okay. You need to focus on getting the best possible center prospect you can. Mm-hmm. And then everything else beyond it is whatever. Because all that truly matters in this trade is that tier one A prospect. Because right. that is your best chance of winning an equal trade is hitting right. on that prospect, right. not the first round pick that's going to be in the twenties, not the secondary piece you're going to get along with. It. Right, and and if I may, in that trade, I mean Riley Smith could, I mean at best, like he could end up being another first round pick because you could flip him, maybe yeah, probably with relative ease. At worst, he's what a second. You know what I mean? So yep. like people think like Riley Smith was the point because like we're rebuilding. It's like yeah, but flipability, baby, like that's that's, that's key. So. It's asset value, total asset value. Plus, as you said, the centerpiece has to be a young center. I, I I don't disagree with you like at all on that. It's it's absolutely correct. So I just think like we need to. There's a lot of people are saying that that, that return is like the biggest return is is underwhelming or garbage, and I, I get it. I, I think yeah. it, I think it slightly is. But again, yeah. from where we came from, this all started. Sure, but I think mm-hmm. in the reality of what we live in now. You know, it'd be cool if Nick Hag was a right shot defenseman because I don't think they need 15 left shots, but mm. fine, whatever. He can, I think he can jump into your top four and play. I'm not the biggest fan of Hag, but people like him more than I do. So, mm. you know, I don't really have a that big of a problem with him, but really, it's it. Krebs is the thing there, and everything else is just extra stuff to go along with it. Can I ask a fun hypothetical? Sure. 
All right, I'm going to give you three. I'm not going to do like the whole fucking trade, but I'm going to give you like three things here, right? So a Minnesota trade that centers around Rossi, mm-hmm. a Vegas trade that centers around Krebs, or a Montreal trade where you don't get as much in addition, but you get Nick Suzuki. It would be Nick Suzuki. Right. Okay. But fair again, enough. Nick, but Nick Suzuki, it goes in the Zegris in the byfield bucket. That's not you happening. You think so? Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I'll tell you this. I, what about, I think, okay. Replace him with Code Kanievi. Uh, that's tough. It is um, tough. That's why I, th- I thought it would be a fun hypothetical. I, I would personally I st- pick Krebs. I still think I would do Krebs or Ross. You had a Code Kanievi. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but Suzuki, I, I, I feel so highly of Suzuki. Mm-hmm. That oh, honestly, so good. if I was Montreal, I would be like, no, nah, I'm not trading you in Bruegel. Like, mm-hmm. I think he can potentially get to that Eichel level. So I why agree. would you move him? He's younger, he's cheaper, and you have more runway, and he doesn't have a neck injury. So I just, mm-hmm. yeah, Nick Suzuki goes over, in the, and you're not getting bucket. But mm-hmm. Kakanyemi, I could see them including him as a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I just think there's more... And I'm somebody who goes to bat and defends Kakanyemi like crazy too. But mm-hmm. I, I just think there's more offensive two-way game upside mm-hmm. out of Krebs and, and Rossi too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm yeah, that's, that, that, that's, I, I never thought about Kakanyemi, honestly. Well, there you go. It's in, it's interesting. It's making my it's, wheels the wheels spin in my noodle. But there you go. Well, it's funny because like we I talk we talk about this you know together a lot, but like we'll get random texts of like people with hashtag sources that like we never share because like it's just so not um legitimate or or, or verifiable right yeah and 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 so the that's that's what made me bring up the montreal thing because i think there was like a fucking chain text going around like like with, with the eichel and rehab shit that everybody seemed to have you know a source on but the two first round picks the yeah. long term reserve and um Caulfield, right? Whatever it was, right? Yeah. And then, then yeah. it boiled down to like, oh, it's Caulfield and Romanov in a first. It's like, okay, yeah. like still not my favorite. Right. Yeah. And and again, I don't think Montreal is giving you Caulfield or Suzuki, anyways. Which is hilarious because like yeah. I mean Caulfield's not on Caulfield, Suzuki level, but I still not even close. Yeah. 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 But you know, it's just I, I'm hoping we're at we're near the end of this. God uh, willing. It's funny that <laughs> One of the three, one of the two doomsday scenarios I gave you in the last podcast actually happened at a post draft. Eichel's still here, so that that actually yep. did play out. Um, but yeah, I think that was the one I picked. Being it was the better of the better two. of the two evils. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah, 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 for sure. So we'll see. Uh, like I said, the free agency opens tomorrow or today, depending when you're listening to this. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just. They, I guess they don't have to move him today or tomorrow, but I, I just feel like that that's the day. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. free agency is open. These teams will start to use that cap space that they might have. You know, how long is Minnesota going to wait on this with Eichel? When are they eventually going to just say, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to go trade for Chris and Javorak and call it a day. Mm-hmm. You know, how long does this go on for? So, yeah, and also, <laughs> please just stop. Like, the dude's not coming back. The Sabres are not bringing him back. He does not want to come back. Neither side wants this to continue. Right. Kevin Adams saying he's fine with Eichel being on the roster training camp is a complete lie. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the dude wouldn't say his name a month ago and he didn't even know eichel was skating or care to know he was skating like like three days ago so it just no not happening so let me say this masterclass though on fan perception here by kevin adams because (laughs) at this point everyone is so defeated and just wants this shit to be over that like the return now it's just people are gonna be like whatever like good it's It's done i can't talk (laughs) exactly so in that regard nicely done kev like and and he got their side to say the word trade first is that a good thing though I don't know. I don't think it matters either way. We all know. Like, yeah, we guess. know this is going to happen on both sides, but they like literally he got them to say the word first. Yay. Right. I mean, it's whatever, but neat. <laughs> he successfully pissed off Peter Fish. Like, great. I guess. Yeah. I guess. But yeah. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I, it'll be. I don't know. I want to stop short saving exciting, but it, it'll be at the very least interesting when that does eventually go down here, <laughs> hopefully soon, because I, I, I am leaving for vacation in like four days. So I, I don't need like trades breaking when I'm on an ocean. So we, we need to we need to get this done here. Wrap this bad boy up. I'm going to make a quick reference because I know some of our listeners watch. I think you should leave. I feel like Sabres fans are Carmine Laguzio in the like fat guy suit. And his, you know, it's just we're basically the guys on the other end of the headset saying, "You said you, you said you thought this was a good idea," and he replies, "I said I thought it was interesting." Which, Chad, <laughs> you're not going to find that funny because I don't think you watch it. But there are people right now, I promise you, listening to this, being like, "Yes, exactly." I'll, I'll take your word for it. I will reference that show forever. It's so good. Anyway, back to hockey. Let's talk about the fun stuff. The fun let's, part. Let's please do that. The fun part. Speaking of giving Kevin Adams credit, bum, ba, da, bum. that dude straight up robbed the Flyers in broad daylight. It was beautiful. <laughs> Masterclass. <laughs> I still to this day cannot believe they got a first round pick, Robert Hag, and a second round pick for Ristolainen. In the year of our Lord, 2021, no less. Right. Yeah. Like wild. Yeah. So, like, if anybody, and they, they weren't the only team that was going to pay a first. There were multiple teams willing to pay a first round pick. Yeah. And then Yarmo kick line in like 15 minutes later is like, hold my beer. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That was another insanity trade by the Blackhawks. Like, unreal. The value of right shot defensive in this league. It's insane. Insanity. Also, and if anybody yeah. ever doubted the Nick Ehlers info, I think that should have went out the window with that trade. Oh, no. Like you can very clearly it. see, like, the value was there for that to happen. And yeah, wild. And, and unfortunately we had one of the GMs who also found him valuable, which bananas. <laughs> I love how the minute, and I know this is pr- probably at least in part coincidence, right? I love the, the minute Ventura shows up, Risto is gone. He's like, this is the first fucking thing to go. Yeah. If, I'm, if you're hiring me, this guy has got to leave. Yeah. I mean, and then, yeah. I still, I, I'm just still trying to think. I haven't thought about it since the draft. Really, just wrapped my head around it again. Like, it's crazy. And mm-hmm. you know, for all the worry we had, we would be back. Like, it's it's pretty yeah. good to see. Like, there was, <laughs> especially with the offers they were getting, that there was no chance that dude was coming back. Mm-hmm. So that started off a draft day on a very high note. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. A lot of good vibes going around. So let's kind of go in chronological order here okay okay yeah. so Bristol trade happens everything's going good 
Um, then we get to the first round, first overall pick to no surprise on one power. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. I don't think we need to talk about power not before, especially right. with how much content we have to cover here. Yeah. We'll just kind of go right. They made the conventional logical, I don't know, consensus choice. I'll say, right. Send them back to Michigan. Let everybody be happy. Sure. Then 13 rolls around. Isaac Rosen. Now here's where we got a little bit of a, I don't know. Let's say the word here. A little bit of a reaction. You could say, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe because that's some of the players are on the board. Yeah. Um, maybe because people were tweeting out NHL e models that did not properly account for his draft season, mm-hmm. um, in, in the sense that the guy played on average five minutes a night in the SHL and mm-hmm. what was that like one point in 22 games? Yeah, like that's <laughs> and then the NHL use the NHL e model to calculate off of that, it doesn't account for the time on ice and. Just it just it just throws everything way off. So that's the one blind spot in NHL models is stuff like that. Because if you look at his J twenty numbers in in Europe, they were pretty good. If you look at his numbers in the U eighteen tournament for Sweden, they were really good. Mm-hmm. And then now he's playing pretty well in the um, for Sweden and like the showcase too. So you know, so far all so good. So far everything looks kind of. I think he's an intriguing prospect. He's he's mm-hmm. smaller in the smaller end. He's put some weight on, but. You know, you got a guy with speed, skill, offense ability. They just straight don't have those type of players yeah. in their system. So and it kind of started a trend with the with the picks to follow. Right. So we can go there before we go to the the, the sad part of the evening. Yeah. Uh, not only did they focus on skill, these dudes drafted four Russians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> four of them. They they haven't drafted a Russian since. Glotov in like 2016. I mean, that counts because yeah. he was a Western Hockey League guy, technically. Right. right. So crazy that they, and not only that they drafted back to back, second round, second round, I think third round, right? Yes. Three in a row. Yeah. The, so, um, I'm Sar- Sard- Sardarian. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, with this new front office to see how some things may be changing. Mm-hmm. And to see these guys, you know, not shut off basically a, a portion of the world in their scouting, right? Uh, it is refreshing, and it's also smart on their part that they didn't get just one; mm-hmm. they got a few of them. Mm-hmm. So now when they're coming up in the system together, and if they go to Rochester to play together, well, you have more than just one right. Russian in there, and you kind of can you know make that work too. And I think Kevin had a great tweet on this: like, for these Russian guys, they have the time. Mm-hmm. They need to make sure that they have some sort of process set up when these guys come over. Mm-hmm. Some sort of, I don't know, bring back a former Russian player, get a some get a Russian coach, get mm-hmm. do something so it doesn't turn into Victor Antipin or Dmitry Kulikov situation. Like mm-hmm. you, you made mistakes with those guys. Just please, for the love of God, have some sort of plan in place. Right. Yep, I'm I'm with you. I was reading my phone. Um, yeah. So, you know, the rest, the other thing, interesting thing too, I think you can look at is this is the first time since I think I said 2017 where they didn't trade any of their picks on draft day. That is interesting. They had 11 picks, all 11 picks, very yeah. analytical type 
of approach, you could say, in a sense. And one other mm-hmm. thing to make it more analytic analytical is trading back a few times. But right. still, they understand the value of all those picks and they right. use them all and didn't reach or trade up or anything like yeah. that. Which, by the way, it's interesting too because you mentioned that number 14 pick. I'm pretty sure they probably could have gotten away with a trade back there for someone who really wanted ball set. Because sure. I don't think anyone was going with Rosen. I'm not going to fault them for that. I'm just saying, I think there was an opportunity there. Yeah. That, well, yeah. But I wonder how much there was because he didn't, ball set didn't go till 20. Yeah. So he dropped enough. another six spots. That's right? true. That's a good point. And, and then that was a trade up for Minnesota to get up there. Mm hmm. But I don't know if Minnesota wanted to come all from 21 to 14. That'd, that'd be kind right. of a big jump. That'd be a big jump. Yeah, fair enough. Make it make it part of the Eichel trade. <laughs> <laughs> right. There you go. Right, right. Of course. Um, so now we get to the sad part of the night. Ugh. Also slash weird part of the night. Okay. So Sam Reinhardt was moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trade is such. I was ready to turn the TV off after unbelievably seeing what Montreal and Chicago did in the last two picks. Mm-hmm. Um, right before turning the TV off, Elliot Friedman comes on and says that the Panthers and Sabres are working hard towards a Reinhardt deal, and he's like smirking and all sorts of stuff, like basically saying it's done, but I can't really say it's done. So that happens, and then we wait. I don't, I don't even know. I, I went to a cabin the next day. I don't even know yeah. when the hell they announced the official details. But it was, it was almost a full day later. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. But ends up Devin Levi mm-hmm. and a conditional 2022 first round pick. And the condition mm-hmm. is that that is top 10 protected. So not an ideal return, right? Probably no, underwhelming. Certainly not. certainly not what you were expecting. Uh, but at the same time, we maybe should have read the tea leaves, but I think we were still celebrating the Rissalainen deal. We were drunk off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, should have read the tea leaves with the Pavel Buchnevich deal when he went to the Blues for a second and Sammy Blay. Mm-hmm. That it appears that the forward market for restricted free agents with one year left on their contract, not as rich as we thought. And the Sabres mm-hmm. did do better than that deal for a very similar player in Buchnevich. Mm-hmm. I would put him right now on a, very, on a similar level. Mm-hmm. So the Sabres actually did still do better. Mm-hmm when you look at it that way. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've talked a lot. Like I'll let you kind of get in here and share some Reinhardt thoughts. What, what, what are you, what are you thinking? I think we have a little different perspective on this personally. Um, okay. So two things, number one, the the thing that irritated me was Reinhardt speaking after saying like, you know, we, I, I had my, you know, we, we talked about a long-term deal. Like we were, we were ready for that. Right. And I wonder what, the average annual value was of that long-term deal. Cause I think they, if it, if it wasn't anything crazy, like $8 million or something. Well, they, I, I they think he was referring done. to before now. Right. Uh, okay. Like before this, like that's the way I took it. Like I was open to it in the past. I see. And then I think the way he kind of talked, like he was asked, did he ask for a trade? And then he said, you know, what happens behind closed doors stays behind closed doors. Okay. Like, I, made it maybe I mis- maybe I misunderstood that then. Yeah. But my, my second, issue with it and and bear with me here because i know you're going to disagree with me but but just let me no, go ahead i go guess ahead. talk this out to myself so i almost feel like you saw the Buchnevich return mm-hmm. and you decided to like sell your house during the housing crash anyway where you could have taken sam to arbitration 
taking the two-year option and then you would have you couldn't do it in the first year after you signed him to that arbitration award but in that second year like the market for a right winger of that caliber wasn't going to get worse so I would have just done that personally. I, I feel like it's a little bit of an unforced error that they decided they were trading Sam and like, that's what was going to happen. But if you requested a trade, well, that's a really good way to piss them off. So like, I get that part of it, piss off the agent. You don't want to do that kind of thing. So right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm conflicted on it. Like, okay. Yeah. The market's the market, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like it was, it, it didn't have to go down that way. Yeah. And I, I could agree with you to a sense that sure they could have gone that route but i think the speaking of blind spot i think the blind spot here is if he did it indeed request a trade or say he doesn't want to be there anymore then you know like i <laughs> knowing that and then going into arbitration and going screw you here's a two-year arbitration request like well i also wonder probably too, it went over well and, and again this is speculative and i'm just kind of talking this out to myself because i hate it so fucking much but um i wonder too like do you go just wait a little bit and see who loses out right like who's the big loser on a big name free agent and try like jack that price you know what i mean like get a better return from them i'm, I'm just talking i don't know no i think that's there's validity to that yeah um but i also think this is a situation that We've known for a while now that this team has really wanted a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Almost since Adams took over. And I think they saw Levi as an opportunity to capitalize on that. So, I mean, because the report was when uh, Florida was sniffing around on Eichel that they asked for Spencer Knight. Mm-hmm. And then and then I was like, no, okay, this isn't going to work. You know what? Let's talk about Sam Reinhardt and Devin Levi. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that yeah, I mean, I guess I'm trying to say, I think that the Sabres focus on a goaltender. I think that maybe they felt that Florida gave them the best opportunity to capitalize on a goaltender. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even heard the reports going way back, remember, of Reinhardt Firmers Leakins. Right. So maybe in the Sabres' mind all along, their thought was, we're going to trade Reinhardt and we're getting a goaltender. As Which part of that sucks. Deal. Yeah, which not sucks. the way to approach, but if you tie it together, Merzlikens back when Friedman kind of mentioned it, mm-hmm. and then now when the actual trade happens, it's Devin Levi coming back. Mm-hmm. It, it ties together that they were probably thinking, we're getting a goaltender, and here's how we're going to get one. We're going <sighs> to use him. I just hate that so much. And, and you know, I, I get that it's more bites at the apple, right? Because now you've got Portillo, UPL, and Levi in the system. Like one yeah. of those three dudes is going to hit. Like they right. have to, yeah. But but also like, it's a goalie. It's a goalie. They're like I mean, running backs in football. I don't know. It's just it's it's like to an extent, CJ Spiller but, at number nine. I just hate it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But I also think there is some value in the sense that this team is not but anywhere in goal for what since Miller essentially. Yes. But they, I mean, like, I mean, how many times have you talked about goaltending holding this team back? And I guess why are you going through a rebuild now? you want to be able to know that you're, you're going to have a goalie down the road. You're not going to be like, God damn, we still need a goaltender that's holding this right. team back. That's ready to go. Yeah. So I, I could, so I'm just basically saying I could see where they're coming from. Right. I don't necessarily agree with it, mm-hmm. but I, I could see how they got to where they got essentially. I guess. 
Because, I mean, Portillo was in your system, yeah, but, I mean, he's not signed. He's going to be – he's a sophomore. Mm-hmm. So – and I think he has that goofy thing where he played a year in the USHL. So after his junior year, he can opt out and go to free agency if he wants. So really, they only right. might only have one more year of control of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's no guarantee. I mean, we've seen a lot of these goaltenders in the past. There's a few of them this year that decided to sign with their teams and – are going to free agency. So that's always a risk you run. I think goaltenders are more apt to do that than any other position. Mm-hmm. So it's again, why I can understand them getting more depth, excuse me, and control in the system of the goaltending situation. And then we'll see what Levi right. does. He's going to go to Northeastern and, you know, maybe he, and he'll go to the world juniors again, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, play for Canada and we'll see how that goes. So, right. It's yeah, it's in the day it's underwhelming. Um, so unfortunate. I think I think Sam's gonna be incredible in Florida on that roster. Oh god, he's gonna be so freaking good. <laughs> it's unfortunate it's in the division. You're gonna have to see it, you know, three to four times a year. Yep. Uh, for however long he signs a contract there. So they have three quarters of the top four picks in that draft. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I even thought about that. They got Eckblad, Bennett, Eckblad, Reinhardt. Bennett they're, they're just missing dry side off for the full set. Hey, yeah. and you know what? With with the way that Edmonton's going, don't run that rule out for next year. You never know. They can't if they can't get Barkoff done or something, and he leaves. They have the cap space. Like, yeah, I guess they're gonna they're gonna get that funny. entire top half of the draft. It's so funny. <laughs> uh that's good stuff. They're gonna sign Nick Ritchie in free agency too. Just really just. Oh, get they the have whole all my all my class. toys. They have Verhage, yeah. they have Lundell, and all they have Reinhardt. Yeah. And Radko Gudis. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the Huberto. Yeah, they've got um, a lot of good players, man. A lot of good guys, man. Yep, the only, like, dark mark on their books is fucking Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky, yeah, and he's that, not even going like, to play because Spencer Knight's probably going to play more. Right. Other than that, I mean, they're they're in a good spot. Yeah. Mackenzie Weger. Mm-hmm. Declare. Dude, Bill Zito. <laughs> yeah. Massive job there. If Florida gets past the first round of the playoffs, he should be executive of the year, second round, whatever. Yep. He's just God. He's put together such an impressive team in a short time, too, right? In no time, right? Like two off seasons. Yeah, and and the second one's not even over. <laughs> Good for Florida. Good for them. Good for Florida. Speaking of goaltenders, mm-hmm. so free agency opens tomorrow at noon. Yep, and. The Sabres have a particular goaltender who could hit the market. Mm-hmm. Maybe you won't. Maybe you will. Um, I'm of the, I mean, you might be different. Okay. Uh, I'm of the mind based on some conversation earlier this week that I was told. Uh, I believe that they will get something done before noon tomorrow. Okay. Uh, then, then he'll stay here. And it's not only now based on that information I was told. I think we need to take a step back. And look at the goaltending market, especially after today's buyouts. Mm-hmm. You're kind of looking at a saturated market now. Which is, a, which is actually a good thing. Right. Mirazik, Holpe, mm-hmm. uh, Jones, Halak, uh, Reimer. Uh, Reimer. Uh, if you want it, Dubnik, but no. Yeah. I mean, Ronta, and Freddie, Dubnik, Freddie Anderson, right? Freddie or Anderson. No, yeah, he's open. He's open. Uh, Kemper via trade. Grubauer's yeah. going to hit the market. Yeah. There's a lot of goaltenders out there. I think that works in the Sabres' favor. I mean, yeah, even British. Yeah, right. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, so I think that works in the Sabres' favor in the, in the sense of you're going to come back here, you're going to be our number one goaltender, 
we have a lot of cast base. So here, take a stupid amount of money for three years and let's just be friends for three more years. Yeah. So that, that's, yeah. that's how I see that unfolding pretty much. Yeah. No, I mean, take, yeah. And I, I, I think that's right. You know, if, I mean, his whole thing is if he's, he's just got to be healthy, which, you know, whatever, yeah. but, and, and the Sabres need a backup too, which maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, they're doing another goalie still. Yeah. Right. But yeah, like James Reimer makes a ton of sense. Like, 33 years old, looking for one more contract. Like, here you go. Help us. Help or us. Riddich, right? Riddich, sure. I mean, like, even Morazic, if you want it. Yeah. 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 No, they all make sense. Um, And, and those I'll are all about guys. Jonathan Bernier is another one that's out there now. Yeah. Those are all guys who would probably be backups somewhere, at least rotational guys, where if yep. you don't bring back Hallmark, you'd be like, look, you're the undisputed starter. Just come on. Um, But, yeah, it's it's interesting. Um. It's a market we thought was going to be actually the reverse, where it'd be undersaturated. Then it just yep. became kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I have a quick. Can I segue? It's not even really a segue. Can I just ask on this question? How the hell is this team hitting the cap floor? If, so hold on, if I do have like, a breaking you, trade that might make you angry. What just happened? Uh, Brent Seabrook's contract is going to Tampa Bay for Tyler Johnson in a second. Oh, that makes me so mad. Oh my god, that makes me so angry. I love live reactions. <laughs> oh my god, I hate, I hate, hate, hate that the Sabres aren't doing stuff like this. So yeah, they got a 2023 second round pick. Chicago did. Oh, and unloaded. Gotta be kidding Sabres me. contract. Oh, I despise this so much, dude. <laughs> How are you not in on something like that? I- I'm, I'm going to be mad online. Pick. I'm going to be mad online. For your second round pick. Are you kidding me? Come on, Kevin. Come on, Kevin. Anyways, what were you saying? <laughs> um, I'm just, never mind. Of live reactions. It's my favorite. Well, there goes, <sighs> I think, the last Sabres' last chance to kind of buy an asset with some cap space. Did Johnson have a no trade clause? Uh, he did. Yeah. Okay. But even still, I mean, like, I can't I mean, say definitively the Sabres didn't try then. Right. Sure. Yeah. I guess I can't be like outwardly angry. But still. I mean, I, but I mean, it is what it is, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I don't know if the Sabres would have tried because they've missed so many opportunities. So you would kind of think. <laughs> like what Arizona's done. Like it's insane what they've done. I mean, how many they added a first round pick and like five second round picks, a third round pick, and like seven players, and I think more than that. Like it, it's crazy. I can feel you stooping over there. I'm I just it's it's just such an easy, intelligent thing to do. And like I feel I just I, I, you've got intelligent guys there now who, who are understanding and doing smart things. And I wonder if like, we're just saving money to add a wet bar on the fucking yacht. Like, I just, <laughs> I, I don't understand why this, why a team like this wouldn't in what they're doing and how so far from the cap floor they're going to be, if they trade Jack, like, how do you not get in on this? How do you not acquire futures for these bad deals? Like, what's the point? Like I said, I think I did the math. If you, if you trade Jack ten million out and take five million back in salary, let's say, which it might even be less than that, depending on the trade, right? Uh, that would leave them twenty one million dollars below the floor. Uh, I, right, like, and your roster 
is almost full. You've got like five defensemen and maybe they're going to pay all like $10 million for the next two years. <laughs> How fucking stupid. Like just take, get assets, take one, two, three, even three for Johnson. Cause he's still like a decent player, but take bad deals for this little bit. Like you're rebuilding anyway, collect more picks. Like what, what the hell? This is so simple. It's incomprehensible that they're not doing this. Not in Seattle. What, right? Seattle too. <laughs> what are we doing here? You gotta love it. I remember we were talking about before that happened. Allmark? Is that what we were talking about? I don't remember. I, I guess. Okay. I guess we can no, move on. You <laughs> <laughs> can move on from that. Um, so that it's a good segue in a sense. So it brings us to free agency opens at noon tomorrow. They have a ton of cap space, but I think I told you this earlier. Um, they brought Kajula back, which, mm-hmm. okay, fine. Uh, so essentially, they're kind of sad at forward if you start drawing out the players you have. Besides mm-hmm. maybe one spot. So, and then on defense, I, you can kind of get to a point where you're set, but realistically, I need one player. So I just, it feels like they're just going to do the Eichel trade and that might be it. Mm-hmm. But then it gets back to, well, how are you going to reach the floor? It, it just, that's the part that I don't like. If your roster essentially looks complete, because they don't, they don't want to. Rightfully so, they don't want to block the development of certain players. But if you're not going to sign any free agents, like, like let's say, like it would make sense. Go overpay Nick Ritchie for two years. Go overpay Pre Suter for two years, or I don't know. Find those guys that you can overpay for a year or two to come play for your team. But if you, if your roster is pretty much set. I don't know. Basically, I'm just saying I, I don't. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I just have a feeling that the Eichel trade is is going to be it. They're going to take some money back in that that gets them barely over the floor. And then I'm like, okay, here we go. Here's our team. Like, this is this is it. This, this is a whole bunch of young guys in Riley Smith. Like, here we go. <laughs> I, I don't so, know. I'm just still so mad, dude. Like, I just don't <laughs> get it. I don't get. Are you gonna? <laughs> Like, can you imagine, honestly, this team walking out on opening night with like a $65 million salary cap? And nothing to show for it. Like, no, no, I just, like they, they would be it. that that would put them to what that that's $13 million under the cap. One of the Sabres ever had a season where they've been $13 million under the cap. Like even going back to like Galasano days. <laughs> Like, that's that's insane. But I kind of think that's what they want to do. So pissed. I mean, I, I get yourself get, giving yourself some flexibility to take on some money, in you know, trades the deadline. Maybe they want to be a broker of some kind. You have thirteen million fucking dollars. <laughs> you could be. I mean, at that in that scenario, like, yeah, you could still be a broker, man. Yeah, like, but like something people have talked about is the Sabres being your broker if Chicago God. flips Flurry to Pittsburgh. So trade Flurry to Buffalo, Buffalo retains, then flips to Pittsburgh and they get some sort of asset for it. Something like on those lines. But they're not going to do it because 
you, you know, you've got smart people who just can't convince the owner to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. He's, he's, he's lending, lending his opinion on he shouldn't, you know, Jack shouldn't get traded to the East. It's like, dude, just go away. Write yeah. checks, man. I'm like, God damn. So frustrating. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. Like, I know it. he's been bit paying bad players a lot of money, but this is not the time to like stop doing that. Like that, you're 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 spending more now to save later, essentially, because now you're you're going to get better players or or better chances at players on ELCs later with more picks, more futures. Like this is so basic, and it's the basic shit we always gripe over. It's so frustrating, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Love you so mad. I'm I'm so happy that Johnson trade broke, and then you did have this reaction to it. The second I saw Tyler Johnson pop up, like Elliot Freeman on my phone, I'm like, yes, where did he go? So Anthony can get angry. It's not even that I like Tyler Johnson, it's just a <laughs> fucking smart thing to do. Yeah, I mean I you're preaching the choir here. I, I've been stomping my feet for months about using your cap space as an asset. You know, I was trying to break the streak of having that E next to our podcast. Oh, buddy, you brought that like 10 minutes in. Probably didn't even know you did it. That's probably right. <laughs> that was before Tyler Johnson even happened. That's, that's when you were back still on Eichel. You, you broke that one out. Great. I'm, I just, I'm, I want to say something like good and insightful right now. I'm just so, I'm just <laughs> blind with rage that, that we just can't. We can't oh, go good. all the way. Like we just do, we just can't just do everything. Like we just got to pick certain things to do. And it's just, it's not, it's not that they make it look so hard. It's not that hard. It's just not. It's simple shit, man. And here I am looking like an asshole. Like I'm going to, I'm going to post an article tomorrow about, you know, defensemen that they could take as tap captains for futures. Like, I don't know. <laughs> And type it, print it, and fold it into an air paper airplane, and just like throw it into the canal. Like, what? What's the point? Wearing a Tyler Johnson jersey. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good oh, lord. Oh, man, love it. All right. Well, we should probably end then because you're in your blind rage. There's not much to talk about. Anyway, no, so we've hit it that. I'm fine. Oh, we've hit I'm it all. Fine. Anyways, it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of over it too. This team uh, is so stupid. Okay. So, here's the story. Um, of kind of how this is going to play out here for the next week. So if there's an Eichel trade before, well, tomorrow or Thursday, there's a likelihood we can probably get another podcast in. Oh, yeah. If how can we not? Not, well, because I'm going to tell you why. If there's not, then on Saturday, I'm getting in a car and I'm driving to an ocean for a week. So if a trade happens at that point, then we'll have to wait until we get back for any podcast. Uh, you'll have to listen to Anthony uh, write about it, and then maybe he'll record some thoughts on his phone and post it. And then at the end of it, he'll rage about Tyler Johnson again. No, but, I get. By the way, <laughs> I, it won't be under the XB flag, but I'm going to do my own like pirate podcast if you're not around when that happens. You can do an XB podcast. That's fine. I just. I don't you feel like you have to. We're having a conversation about what we're going to do on our site while we're live on the podcast. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about this offline, but there's a potential. I just want to put it on me there. on a ham radio, just like going <laughs> insane. 
there's a potential. I just want people to put out there that we're just not going to ignore it. That I'm taking my first actual vacation in like six and a half years. So I am unplugging from hockey for a week. That's nice. Yeah. So Anthony will be your go-to at that point. And, and if he just, if he puts a podcast together for you, then God I'll, I'll listen while I'm sitting with my feet in the sand and God bless you people for listening to that. Cause who knows how it's going to go. It's either going to be wild or incredibly hilarious and excellent content. Maybe a little bit of both. Oh, it's definitely going to be both. I was going to say, you just, <laughs> you, you, you picked my two paradigms. Like that's, that's me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and then after that, um, we get into the, the, the dreaded dead season. Um, but the good news is the dead season is smaller this year. We're usually the dead season kind of goes from like the 4th of July all the way to the middle of September. We're here. It's kind of just the month of August. So, mm-hmm. you know, positive. You know, I, I was hoping here. an Eichel trade would break while we were on. And I, got I was like kind of hoping that too, but there just wasn't enough noise. I got something it. worse. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was great. It's great content. I love no, it. It's not. <laughs> uh okay so that's it for this week covered a lot um you know we'll see what happens here in the next 24 to 48 hours um not only with free agency but in terms of eichel as well um it should be fun i'm sure we'll all be paying attention and yeah and we'll talk about it again when it finally does happen and then we'll all go bury our heads in the sand until september and see what happens here so uh, for Anthony and Chad, we are out here this week. Thank you very much for listening. And maybe we'll talk to you soon or we'll talk to you in a week. See you. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.